Hello everyone, and welcome to the Commander's Forge. My name is Sandy Bentley, and the Forge is an area for me to talk about magic, commander, and anything else that I deem worthy as we try and get through the never-ending pandemic. That said, I, as of uh, Friday the 14th, have had my booster shot. Um, no really bad side effects, but my arm has been a little sore and I've just been exhausted the last couple of days. And to top that off, I got stuck babysitting dogs. But just Andy's very tired. But, yeah, one more step in trying to keep myself safe from the Rona. Uh, yeah, now on top of that, I do have one ishmal announcement before I move into the second half of today's podcast. Uh, I will be starting a new commander stream. Uh, I'm going to be starting it with my cousin. Uh, his name is Nate. He doesn't really have much of an online presence, but uh, he was my first thought for if I want to start a stream, who would I start it with? So he's going to be my co-host on the stream. He's never really going to be a co-host for the podcast, mainly because I don't have like regular recording hours. I just kind of record when I can. But, uh, yeah, so we're still working on the setup and stuff, trying to figure out why OBS is screwing up my camera so much. Yeah, but we've still got a few weeks to get things together and figure it out. Uh, we're not going to be streaming until after the Kamigawa pre-release, which is on February 11th. So, our first stream will be February 18th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have one of our guests already uh, set up, and I've put out feelers to a few others uh, that haven't given me an answer yet. So, we'll, we'll see. Uh, but, worst comes to worst, I will find somebody. Uh, yeah, mostly because uh, I was talking to my cousin at work the other day, and uh, we both want to play more magic, and in-person magic has not been happening much, uh, even with being vaccinated, like, the most we go to the store for is pre-releases, and... Sure, my cousin has, like, a small in-person group up where he lives, and they try to get together once a week. But that doesn't always happen, and uh, I heard from him that he didn't go in the last week because the person that he goes to play with at his house uh, had the Rona. But yeah, that's... uh. That's about it for my little announcement, and uh, I will see you 
when we uh, talk about Feather in the second half. Alright, see you in a minute. Hey, I just want to take a minute to tell you about my Patreon. I know times are hard for everybody, and I know it isn't easy to shuffle around bills and stuff, believe me, I know that. But if you would like to help support the podcast and me, you can find the links to my Patreon in my link tree, which is always put into the description of either the video or the audio, wherever you're listening to it. It would really mean the world to me. Honestly, I'm just struggling to make ends meet most weeks. But that's it. That's all. If you want to help, the links will be where you can find them. And welcome back. Now, right before the break, I said we were going to talk about Feather. Feather, the Redeemed, is a 3-4 angel for a red, a white, and a white. She has flying, and whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell that targets a creature you control, exile that card instead of putting it into your graveyard as it resolves. If you do, return it to your hand at the beginning of the next end step. Now, yes, this card did come out with War of the Spark, and I never really had an interest in building it. But as I was looking through my decks, I realized I don't have a Boros deck right now. And then I remembered a uh, conversation I had at my LGS. I want to say it was during the Midnight Hunt pre-release. Now, the person I was talking to was talking about playing uh, Boros Magecraft in Standard. Which I'm not interested in Standard anymore. I wasted too many years doing that. But it got me thinking about Boros Magecraft in Commander. And that kind of leads you to Feather the Redeemed. But I kind of wanted to do it my way. And I didn't really, uh, didn't really use, like, EDH rec or anything like that. I just kind of took a lot of what I had on hand and then bought, like, three cards. But I kind of wanted to build this around a few other creatures as well. So the, the one that really brought me into thinking about Magecraft was the Leonin Lightscribe. Uh, one and a white for a 2-2 cat cleric. It has magecraft, and whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, creatures you control get plus one, plus one till end of turn. Now, the interesting fact is when it says cast or copy, which led me to my next creature, Zodahedron Grinder. Three and a red for a 3-3 goblin ally. And whenever you cast an instant sorcery spell that targets only Zada, he drawn grinder. Copy the spell for each other creature you control that the spell could target. Each copy targets a different one of those creatures. So if you have both of these out and you cast a one mana spell that just targets Zada, it gets copied for every other creature you you have, and the Leona Light Scribe gives you that many plus one plus one triggers. Uh, we do have a backup Zadra Zada in Mirrorwing Dragon. 
Uh, three red red for a four five dragon has flying. And whenever a player casts an instant or sorcery spell that targets only Marrowing Dragon, that player copies the spell for each other creature he or she controls that the spell could target. Each copy targets a different one of those creatures. This one is a little more dangerous because uh, if your opponent targets it with a pump spell, they pump all of their creatures. But, again, it's our backup Zada. Uh, the other uh, two that I thought of immediately to facilitate this deck were uh, Stormkiln Artist, which is 3-4 uh, for a 2-2 Dwarf Shaman. Gets plus one plus zero for each artifact to control. More importantly, as Magecraft, whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, you create a treasure token. This is what's going to help you go off, essentially. Uh, we're not running it as a storm deck, but... Uh, if we ever were, we would definitely put more of an emphasis on getting Stormkiln Artist into our hand. Uh, and then the the last like creature I thought of immediately when I was looking at stuff to put this deck together was Mavinda, Student's Advocate. Two and a white for a 2-3 bird advisor with flying. And you can pay zero. And you may cast a target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard this turn. If that spell doesn't target a creature you control, it costs 8 more to cast this way. If the spell would be put into your graveyard, exile it instead, activate only once per turn. So, the interaction between Mavinda and Feather. Say we have a pump spell or something to, like, give one of our creatures hexproof in our graveyard. We can pay zero, cast the spell from our graveyard... Still have to pay the cost of the card. But as long as we're not targeting an opponent's thing, it doesn't cost an extra 8. Mavinda would exile it if it would put, be put into the graveyard. But as long as Feather is out, Feather doesn't let it hit the graveyard. Feather exiles it instead of going to the graveyard. Which means if you have to discard something earlier to, like, draw cards with something like Thrilling Discovery, which is in the deck. It's a red and a white for a sorcery. You gain two life, and then you may discard two cards if you do draw three cards. But uh, say you uh, have both Feather and Mavinda out. You cast something from your graveyard. Feather sees that you cast it targeting your creature. She exiles it, and then at the beginning of the end step, it goes back into your hand. So it's a way to save things that we may have uh, discarded or already used. Uh, and to that same effect, we also have the Dreadhorde uh, Arcanist. One in a red, one three zombie wizard trample. Whenever it attacks, you can cast an instant sorcery card with the converted mana cost. Less than or equal to the Arcanist power from your graveyard without paying its mana cost. If the card would be put into your graveyard this turn, exile it instead. So the same as Mavinda, but as long as Feather is out and we are targeting our stuff, it comes back to our hand. Alright, so that was kind of like the core creature package I want. And there are other creatures in there that aren't necessarily part of the theme, but at its heart it's still a Boros deck, so it still wants to win through combat. Uh, but the first thing I uh, I kind of looked for when I was 
pulling out cards for this was our uh, ramp package. And that started with uh, Runaway Steamkin. One in a red for a 1-1 elemental, but whenever you cast a red spell, if it has fewer than three counters on it, you put a counter on it. And then you can remove three counters from Runaway Steamkin to add three red mana. Now again, this only makes red mana, but quick little spoiler, there are more red mana pips in the deck than white. Not by a ton, but enough that uh, a lot of times we're going to have something to do with that red mana. Um, Environmental Sciences is just a, not technically a ramp spell, but it makes sure we hit a land. Two mana, sorcery, search your library for a basic land card, reveal it, put it in your hand, and then shuffle, you gain two life. It's, it, it's gonna end up in a lot of non-green decks, just for the sheer fact that it is a two mana quote-unquote ramp spell, even though it's not technically a ramp spell. But then we have some uh, some old favorites like Commander Sphere, Boros Signet, Mind Stone, Felwar Stone, Thran Dynamo, and Soul Ring. And I'm not going to go into too much detail about all of those, but I will with this last one. Thought Vessel. Two mana, artifact. It taps for one colorless mana, but you have no maximum hand size. And it's I believe the only way to do it, because I couldn't find a Reliquary Tower to put in this deck. And, well, the reason we want that uh, unlimited hand size is if we're going to be putting cards back into our hands constantly, we are going to have over seven cards in our hand at some point. But then, uh, if you recall, I talked about Thrilling Discovery... Uh, that's a card draw spell, uh, along with Seize the Spoils, Thrill the Possibility, Faithless Looting. Th these are all cards that, uh, sure, I have to discard to draw, but it's still putting more cards into my hand. But then the real card draw comes from stupid interactions with Zada and or Mirrorwing Dragon. Just hear me out here. None of these just draw a card, but they do something in addition. Uh, and honestly, I think the best one of these is Accelerate. Uh, it's one in red for an instant. Target creature gains haste to lend a turn and draw a card. So, say you played, like, three creatures that turn, one of them is Zada, you target Zada with Accelerate, everyone gets Accelerated, and say you draw five cards. Then Accelerate goes back into your hand. Uh, the same is true of Ancestral Anger. Single red, sorcery, target creature gains Trample, and gets plus X plus zero on a turn where X is one, plus the number of this card's names in your graveyard. So it will always be plus one, plus zero. But then it also says draw a card. Uh, much like Defiant Stripe, Defiant Strike. Uh, only difference is that one is a single white mana and an instant, but it gives a creature plus one plus zero to end a turn and draw a card. Uh, Nivius Wisps. Uh, honestly, I found this card tucked in a corner of a box. Didn't even know I had it. 
Uh, single white instant target creature becomes white until end of turn. Tap that creature. Draw a card. So this would be like the end of our opponent's turn. Uh, we target Zada. Zada copies it for everything. We tap everything we have. They all become white, but then we draw, you know, X amount of cards, untap, and then we have more cards to work with. And then the last one of these is uh, Shelter. One in a white for an instant target creature you control gains protection from the color of your choice to land a turn, draw a card. Uh, shelter and Feather were two of the four cards that I had to actually buy for this deck. Uh, and I'm sure there's other instants and sorceries that just say draw a card. But I wanted to get uh, a little spicier with some of my other cards. Uh, namely, protection. Uh, so, Stave Off is a single white for an instant to give uh, protection of the color of your choice to lend a turn. Uh, Blessed Breath one of the other cards I picked up for this deck. Single white does the same thing, except that it has splice on to arcane. Never gonna happen. Uh, God's willing. Uh, same thing, except uh, you also scry one. And emerge unscathed. Again, single white. Protection of the color of your choice on the turn. It has rebound, which is kind of like a mini feather the ability to just recast something uh let's see uh feet of resistance one in a white puts a counter on a creature you control it gains protection of the color of your choice to end a turn uh black blacksmith's skill is a single white gives a permanent hex proof and indestructible to end a turn if it's an artifact creature it gets plus two plus two until end a turn that doesn't come up very often but we do have i believe one artifact, no, two artifact creatures in the deck. Then, uh, then we just got some good old-fashioned white, uh, save your stuff stuff. Uh, Adamant Will, one in a white. Creature gets plus two, plus two, and indestructible to end a turn. Valorous Stance, one in a white, instant. Uh, you can choose one to make a creature indestructible to end a turn, then it would come back to your hand, or you can destroy target creature with toughness 4 or greater and use it as removal. And then Beaming Defiance, 1 in a white, instant target creature you control gets plus 2, plus 2, and hexproof until end of turn. And then we work into what I'm calling my uh, just good stuff uh, spells. Uh, Expanded Anatomy is a sorcery that puts two plus and plus one counters on a creature. It gains vigilance till end of turn. The uh, first day of class, one and a red. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control this turn, you put a plus and plus one counter on it and it gains haste until end of turn. Uh, it also has learn, which doesn't actually get... A lesson, but we can use it to loot. Uh, just a good old infuriate. Single red target creature gets plus three, plus two until end of turn. Uh, Boros charm. Red and a white instant. Choose one. Either 
deals four damage to a player, permanence I control gain, indestructible, or target creature gains double strike till end of turn. The only way this returns to our hand with feather is if we give something double strike. But again, sometimes we're just trying to close out the game by giving the entire team double strike by targeting Zada. Uh, and to that end, we also have Teamer Battle Rage. Uh, one in a red, target creature gains double strike till end of turn. But Ferocious, that creature also gains Trample. If, it's, if I control a creature with power four or greater, the chance of having a creature with power four or greater is fairly high. Target Zada, everything gets double strike and Trample. And that's just a good way to uh, end out the game. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is um, the stormiest card in the deck. Uh, show of Confidence. One and a white instant. When you cast the spell, copy it for each other instant sorcery spell you've cast this turn. You may choose new targets for the copies. It puts a plus one plus one counter on target creature. It gains vigilance till end of turn. So, say we've uh, cast a bunch of our one mana, do a thing, draw a card, or one mana, give something protection. Even if we don't have Zada out, if we cast four spells and then a show of confidence, we still copy it, you know, four times. Now, that does not work with Zada. Um... Or the Mirrorwing Dragon, because they specifically say when you cast a spell that targets them. Uh, show of Confidence, you do not cast those copies. It puts them directly on the stack. Um, there is like one way to uh, cast a copy in this deck, and that is Surge to Victory. Uh, four red red for a sorcery. You exile target and a sorcery card from your graveyard. Creatures you control get plus X plus zero to end a turn. Where X is that card's uh, mana value. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player this turn, copy the exiled card and you may cast the copies without paying its mana cost. So this specifically says that you cast the copies. So say one of your draw spells is in your graveyard and you didn't have a good way to get it back, you can exile it with Surge to Victory, attack with everything, target Zada or the Mirrorwing Dragon, copy it for everyone, and then just get a fresh grip of cards. So, yeah, that's, that's Feather. And I hope to get a game with her soon? Maybe? I don't know. If you're listening and you uh, you want to play some games, uh, hit me up. Uh, you can find me in all my links in my link tree. So, uh, yeah. And uh, I think I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. All of my links can be found in my link tree in the description below. I would like to thank Ian Foss and Cody Mulpey of the band The Crypt for allowing me to use music for my opening and ending along with Nate and Erica Jacobs for making my original logo. And I would also like to thank Christina McNichol for creating my new logo. And I'll see you next time.